What's going on, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I'm your host, Adam Martin, more commonly known as the No Breakfast Guy, and I hope you're doing what you love with the people that you love, and let's just jump straight into it. Well, as I record this, it is a day before my birthday, and so I'm trying to get ahead of all of my work so I can enjoy my birthday just with my girls and taking the day off. That said, this weekend, it is as I said, my birthday, and Amy is actually away, so I'm on my own this weekend. And as much as I love the girls, it's never a relaxing time just taking care of them on the weekend or by myself. And so today, I'm actually out and taking the day off. So this is the last little bit of work I've got to do, so I hope I can bring some fire for you. I hope you can walk away from this podcast when you are listening to it and take away a nugget that's going to help you. Basically, the idea is to maintain your fat loss results that you've attained over however long it's taken you to get there. And I want to make that process as enjoyable and as sustainable as possible. And so this is what this podcast is all about, how to reverse diet. What is reverse dieting we'll first go into and why, uh, what's the kind of term I'm trying to look for, but why it gets a bad rap and how Most people who talk about it and promote this idea of reverse dieting are coming from a professional sense. They're physique competitors, they're professional athletes, professional dieters, as I call them, Um, and that can be controversial, but you can call it how you will, but the fitness industry, the physique competitive industry is rife with issues, and I'm not going to go into those today. But what I am going to say is that, again, most people who are talking about it are coming from that place. And so they're talking to a, uh, a population, you, who are just looking to find sustainable ways to enjoy a long, healthy, happy life where you can maintain the results that you've worked so hard to get. And they're talking to you coming from a completely different place. They're coming from a place where they're basically dead on stage. They're at their absolute weakest point. They've been really uh, restricting themselves to get into a physical shape that is completely not normal. You know, we look at people who are on stage and in physique competitors as the epitome of health. I look at that as the epitome of unhealth. I know that's not a word, but looking to people who are on stage as physique competitors and who are at ridiculously low levels of body fat, they're at their absolute weakest point and their worst shape that they possibly can be at that point. Yes, they're super shredded and super lean, but that doesn't mean that's super healthy in any way, shape, or matter. And so what they are normally doing when they're reverse dieting back out of there is just getting back onto a more... um, normal, shall I say, normal level of calories to help them then start to rebuild their body back after the extreme um, restriction that they put themselves through, usually over a kind of 14 to 18 week prep to get into that um, physique. What I want you to be coming at this from and what I want to teach you about reverse dieting is should you have come from someone losing 120 kilos down to 60 kilos and you've had a huge uh, weight loss journey that's been you know, two, three, four years in the making. Maybe it's been a very quick um, weight loss. Whatever the case may be, whether you're looking at losing 40, 50 kilos or whether you've just lost 5, 10 kilos, and I say just, 5, 10 kilos is still a substantial amount of weight to lose. But regardless, whether you're looking to lose 5 kilos, 60 kilos, whatever that goal is, when you've achieved it, 
what do you do next? And that's a question that I hear all the time because you may sit there and say fat loss is difficult, but for most of you, you've probably all been able to lose weight. So it's not the weight loss that's actually difficult, it's keeping it off that's been the difficult part because most of you can probably nod your head and agree with me and say that you've probably been on numerous weight loss journeys over your life. You've lost some weight, but then you've put it back on. You've lost some weight, you put it back on. So the weight loss part isn't the difficult part for you. It's maintaining it and staying at that weight that you you have considered to be your goal weight, the place where you want to be, the um, weight loss that you want to um, achieve and maintain for the rest of your life. Now, whether you got to your goal weight and then you put all the weight back on or you saw some success in the beginning but fell off the wagon and saw that weight come back on, Whatever the case may be, the issue is sustainability. It's the number one factor that's going to allow you to not only achieve the goals that you want, but maintain those goals for the rest of your life. And I wrote an email, I don't know, probably two weeks ago from recording this podcast, and I was talking about the idea that the habits that you need to form to achieve and attain a result are the exact same habits and behaviors you need to continue to maintain those results. And so if those habits that you are forming aren't sustainable and you can't see yourself continuing to do them in a more, I guess, flexible way, obviously you're going to have to be a bit more strict with those habits and those behaviors trying to attain a result because it's much more difficult to attain a result than it is to then just maintain where you are even though most people find maintain, maintenance, as I've just described, a difficult thing to do. As I said, the reason why finding that maintenance is difficult is because what you've been doing is completely unsustainable. And so, yes, calories are always king. Yes, you need to make sleep a priority. Yes, you need to be exercising and moving as often as you possibly can throughout your day. But you need to do those things in a way that is sustainable to you rather than trying to race to some finish line, get to that finish line, and then be so depleted and so um, you know, wiped out that you then just rebound back because you've just deprived yourself so much and done things that are completely unsustainable that you then just go back to wanting to, I guess, include those things that you've completely restricted from your life back into your life. And yet those things you then massively include back in and you see yourself rebound back. And so I want to come from a standpoint that you've maintained a sustainable approach to your fat loss. I've done plenty of other podcasts talking about fat loss. And so if you need to have more of an idea of how do you actually achieve the results that you're after, go and listen to any of those podcasts I've done in the past. I'm now coming from a place of you've achieved that result. Okay, cool. Now what? Let's talk about reverse dieting, what it is, where it's going to be useful for you and um, helping you maintain your results, and then how we're going to keep you at the goal that you want for the rest of your life. And just on that point, when you start to look to maintain a result and kind of stay where you are at, you need to understand that there's going to be much more wild fluctuations on your weight, on your weight, I should say, sorry. You've seen again me talk about time and time and time again that fluctuations on the scale are normal when you're trying to lose weight, but the average trend of what you're looking for is you're looking to see that trend go down. That's 
going to those fluctuations that you see when you're in a deficit are going to are going to become more frequent and larger when you're in a maintenance. If you expect to sit on a weight that you've achieved, let's just say your goal was to get to 70 kilos. You achieve that 70 kilos. If you think that you're just going to sit on 70 kilos then for the rest of your life, you have already lost the battle. You need to understand that that weight's going to fluctuate. And that weight, for varying different reasons and for um, varying people across the spectrum of uh, the population, could vary anywhere from one to four kilos. Now, for me, I personally like to keep my weight when I'm at maintenance in around about a one to two kilo um, kind of window. Now, more often than not, that's around a one and a half to two kilo, but sometimes it's a bit tighter if I'm a bit more strict with my maintenance, but I like to be a bit more flexible, and so I give myself that two kilo window. But especially for females, you might have a much larger fluctuation, especially around um, your cycle each month. And so just understand that you could be doing everything right, and let's be honest, especially in maintenance, we're not going to be as strict as we were in our um, deficit phase and trying to lose weight. And so understand, even if you are perfect on that, which none of us are, there's going to be those fluctuations. And so just get your head around the fact that you've hit your goal weight at 70, but in two weeks' time, you may be at 72. That doesn't mean you're gaining body fat and you're gaining, um, you know, you're losing all the, uh, I guess, results that you achieved over that time. It's normal to see those fluctuations. So understand that point first and foremost. Don't be so regimented that you've hit 70 and now you must maintain within two grams of that 70 or else you're gaining all that fat back. It's just not the case. Now, on gaining fat back, the biggest thing that I hear from people is they are terrified of calories, terrified of adding calories back into their life because you've been in a deficit and that's been seeing you lose weight. And so your idea and your thought from so many people is that if I add calories back into my diet, I'm just going to gain weight. If you bring your calories back up to maintenance, and we'll talk about how do you do that, listen to the word. You're coming back to maintenance. You cannot gain fat in a regular sense of putting all of those, um, cal- um, sorry, those um, kilos that you've lost back on. Yes, there's normal fluctuations, but actually seeing a trend that's going up, that's not going to occur if you're at maintenance calories. If you're in a surplus and you're in a consistent surplus, then absolutely you are going to see a trend of weight come back in, back on over time. But if you're at maintenance, you are going to maintain your results. And so for most people, again, I'm just talking about the clients I'm working with and the, I guess the numbers I tend to work with for myself as well. I tend to work in a deficit of around about 15% from my maintenance calories. So for most people, that's going to see a bump in calories once you've achieved your results of around about two to 300 calories per day. Now, that's going to wildly differ depending on the fat loss that you've uh, gone through. If it's only been, again, I say only very loosely, if it's only been five to 10 kilos, the shift down in what your maintenance calories is going to be far less than someone that has shifted from 120 kilos down to 60 kilos and halved their body weight. Now you hear of this again all the time of 
morons in this industry that talk about your metabolism is broken. You know, your metabolism needs to be kickstarted again, and we need to restart, kickstart your metabolism up again. Nothing is broken with your metabolism. It is normal to have someone who is 120 kilos needing more calories to survive than someone in at 60 kilograms. There's less mass of you, so therefore you're going to need less calories. So whether you're two individual people, one at 120 or one at 60 kilos, or you're the same person, you at 120 and now you at 60 kilos, you're going to require less calories at that 60 kilos. And so it's normal to have to readjust your calories from what you understand to be your maintenance at 120 kilos to what your maintenance will now be at 60 kilos. And that's going to be less. Now, we're going to talk about things that's going to help try and build or maintain as much of that maintenance calories as possible so we don't see an abnormal or a larger than expected decrease on that. But the idea is called metabolic adaptation. Your body is adapting as it's moving down in weight to what your new maintenance will be. And so you just got to understand that you at a lighter weight is going to require less calories to consume just to maintain that weight. Now, how do you figure out then what your maintenance is? Now, for most people, again, I'm normally working them in around about a 10 to 15% deficit. Now, for those of you who are only needing to lose a little bit of weight, that, as I said, might see you bounce back up by about two to 300 calories. But what I have clients do is instead of bouncing just 300 calories and just going, well, I hope this is about right, it should be about right, I tend to say to my clients, you're going to add 100 calories per day into it. So if your calories in a deficit was at 1,600, we're going to go to 1,700 per day, and we're going to keep tracking over the next week, see how your weight continues to go. Okay, For most people, that extra 100 calories will still see them in a deficit. And so you should, in that point, see that you're still trending down in weight, but it should be less of a trend down. If it is still going that way, then we add another 100 calories. So you now go from 1,700 to 1,800. And again, we track to see what your results are over the next one to two weeks. If you're still trending down, you add another 100 calories and another. And we keep repeating that until we see a averaging of a leveling out of your weight. Okay, so we might have to do that two weeks, three weeks. Sometimes it might be even longer, but we take time to see how your weight trends as you start adding in calories rather than just throwing a dart at a board and going, ah, I hit 300, so let's just add 300 calories. That's how I like to do it. Other people go, nah, let's just go straight back 200, 300 and see how it goes and just go from there. Personally, I like to grade it back in because of that anxiety that a lot of people have around about adding a heap of calories back in rather than just shooting that anxiety to the roof and going, here's an extra 300 calories and freaking that person out and going, oh my God, I've got all these extra calories. Isn't that going to make me fat? No, it's not. And we've talked about that already today. But instead of having that massive spike of anxiety come in, let's just do it progressively. Let's just take it easy and take it over time. Again, I'm in no rush to see you get to your um, imaginary finish line. So why are we taking a shortcut or just you know really trying to ramp it as quick as we can? Let's just take our time. Let's see how things go. Now, the reverse part of it is reversing those calories. But another big factor that I like making sure that my clients include, and I'm talking to you as well now, and that making sure that when you add calories back in, you are going to feel much better for that. 
You know, we can all relate to the fact of if we're being strict, that is the case. If we're being strict with a calorie deficit for any length of period of time, be that six weeks, 10 weeks, 20 weeks, a year, whatever it might be, we feel a bit deprived. We're not as energetic. We don't tend to get as good a sleep. Now, again, I've talked about all of these things of how to try and maintain uh, a healthy lifestyle while losing weight and doing it in a way that allows you not to suffer too much through your sleep, not to suffer too much through um, your um, training. But there's going to be a drop-off. There's going to be a drop-off of your training over time. You can manage how much of that drop-off is, but if it's an extended period of time that you're in a deficit, there is going to be a drop-off. But as you add calories back in, you're going to be more energized. You're going to train better. You're going to sleep better. You're going to be in better moods. You're going to be more often than not wanting to do more because you now have more calories in the system. So we should take advantage of that. What I tend to have my clients do, again, is we're bumping up calories by 10 to 15%. So what I like to do is also add 10 to 15% more in regards to movement and exercise as well. This has nothing to do with the increase in calories. We're not exercising more to cover those calories. This exercise is coming in to take advantage of the fact that you've now got more energy because of more calories. And so if we're bumping up our movement, if you were averaging 8,000 steps, you go up by maybe about a thousand steps. So now you're going to try and average nine to nine and a half thousand steps. If you were working out three to four times a week, add an extra session in there, be it an extra strength training session or maybe an extra dance session or an extra swim or an extra run or whatever you want to do, but just add in a little bit more exercise, one more intentional bout of exercise per week. If you're only at one, maybe add one to two extra sessions in a week and let's again see how your body reacts. Do you train better? Do you now start to see an improvement in your strength training? If so, let's keep moving on that. Let's keep adding those calories in because we're going to track our results along the way until we find that leveling out of the weight. You'll find that, again, generalizing and saying most people will add around about two to 300 calories back on top of their deficit to get them into a maintenance. Once that's achieved and you now kind of, you see you're leveling out of your weight, You've now added in all of the calories. You're now training like an absolute demon. You feel great for it. You're really energized. Now's the time that you've really reversed back out of that diet. And we're in full effect of this reverse diet that we're talking about here. Now, now that you've met that kind of homeostasis type position where you're in quote maintaining, you've now added more exercise in, you've added more um, calories back into your life. Now what we should try and aim to do is try and boost your metabolism or your maintenance level calories up. And the way we're going to do that is by building lean muscle into your body. Now, ladies, if you're hearing that, don't get frightened and think, oh my God, if I'm adding calories and adding more strength training, am I just going to become this mountain of muscle? Again, I've talked about this time and time again in not only emails, but other podcasts, No, you do not have the genetic or the hormonal makeup of just laying down kilos upon kilos of lean muscle. Again, men who are primed for this, who have much higher levels of testosterone, have the genetic makeup and the ability to do do that, can't lay kilos and kilos of muscle. So a female's hormone profile and genetic profile, which is less adapted to lay lean muscle, is going to be even less likely. 
But what you can do is start to put on some lean muscle, start to increase your body's need for calories. And the reason we're doing all this, not only to get healthier, feel stronger, get fitter, and all of those things that come along with you know, increasing your exercise and increasing more movement into your life, is just also increasing the amount of calories it requires you to maintain your body weight. If we can have more calories, it's just a bonus. You get to eat more, that means. And so when you're adding and when when you're adding calories back in, when you're reversing out of your diet, you don't have to, but I've seen it play out time and time again that adding in exercise is a really beneficial thing to do because you're playing on the fact you're going to feel better. So let's really double down on that. You know, there's all these times in that deficit phase where you felt flat, didn't want to train, you, you, you'd rather stay in bed, didn't get as good a sleep, and you're like, oh, it's such a struggle to train at the moment because I'm feeling so flat and lethargic and yada, yada, yada. Well, now you're not. So let's really ramp up that exercise. You're feeling better. So let's take advantage of that point. Again, you don't have to. If you're already in a routine of exercise and you want to maintain that, and now you just have those extra calories coming in to maintain you out, perfect. No worries. You do you. But again, I've seen it play out in the positive far too many times when people do add in that exercise and they always report back to me saying, Adam, so glad I added in that exercise. I feel better for it. I'm now training more. I'm lifting more in the gym. I'm seeing increases in you know my strength and I'm really feeling good for it. Starting to get that body shape, starting to move more, starting to add that lean muscle mass in. And hey, Adam, I can now eat more. Like I was still eating at the 1750 that we you know eventually got up to but now I've started losing weight again. So let's add in more calories. Bonus. We win. Everyone wins. And so that's, for me, how I work it out for my clients. But how I'm saying to you is that you're not coming from a professional shooter physique body com- competition type background where you've massively deprived and restricted yourself. And now you just need to try and get yourself back into some sort of normality. You know, Again, I call them professional dieters, physique competitors, because for most of them who do two or three shows a year, think about most of them are doing a kind of 14 to 18 week prep. So if they're doing a prep for a show to get in the absolute leanest shape they possibly can for that show, that's again, let's just call it on the lower end of 14 weeks. If they're doing two, three shows a year times 14 weeks, you know, what's that? 14, 28, I don't know, what's the next one? 30, is it 46 or whatever it is, whatever the kind of, so they're spending most of the year in a deficit, okay? I tend to say that a ratio should be more around three to one in that for three months of the, let's say three months of the year, you're in a maintenance type calorie and building, like going to the gym, really emphasizing, exercising more, sleeping more, getting all that good stuff into your life. And then one month of uh, a deficit. So it's a three to one type ratio. Rather, they're doing it the other way around where they're one month maybe in a kind of maintenance type phase and then three months they're in a deficit phase. And so, I again, I've talked briefly on my gripes with the kind of physique world and the bodybuilding world and the horrible eating behaviors and eating disorders and disordered eating um, that's rife within that industry as well as the mass use of um, PEDs, uh, performance enhancing drugs that just never get spoken about. You know, Almost none of the physique competitors in the female um, world ever talk about the fact that they basically all lose their um, periods. And if your body's 
not having a period anymore, then it's telling you that probably what you're doing is probably not the, in quote, healthiest way to be living your life. Now, again, all power too. I'm not saying that these people that are doing these things aren't massively disciplined, aren't have got incredible control over their physique and what they eat and their restrictions that they put on themselves. It takes a hell of a lot of work. I'm not taking that away from them, but people got to be more honest with kind of what it's doing to their body and just the horrible issues that I see all over the place within that industry. Now, I'm getting off topic. I don't want to go down that route, but any case, I hope that how I've explained a reverse diet for the more general public on you've achieved your results, now how do you reverse back into maintaining it for the rest of your life? I hope the little dot points and things that I've spoken about today really help you achieve the goals that you're after, but also then help you maintain those goals for the rest of your life. And there's going to be periods as you go back into maintenance, I've done it time and time again, where you get just a little bit more slack and you're consistently slack on that, where you're going to come into a phase where, you know what, you know, I was maintaining it for me. Again, I'm talking about myself. I tend to try and maintain around that 70.5 to about 72, 2.5 around that weight. That's where I feel most comfortable. But sometimes it goes out to 74, 75, 76, and I go, okay, cool. It's time for me to go back into a deficit phase. And so you just re-switch that on again. And hopefully over that time that you've been building and still going to the gym and really training really hard and getting really physically active, that when you then drop your calories down, you can probably actually only drop it down less than what you were last time in a deficit. And so maybe in a deficit last time, you had to eat 1,500 calories. This time in a deficit, you're at 1,650 because you've really helped build some lean muscle mass into your body that's going to allow you to still achieve the results, but at a higher calorie uh, threshold again. And so again, it's a bonus for you. And so again, I hope this uh, podcast has really uh, helped you understand a bit more about what reverse dieting is and how you can use it to um, achieve and then maintain your results for the rest of your life. And if it has been of benefit to you, again, just take a little moment, hit that subscribe button. There's plenty more great content coming. Hit that five-star button, it would really help me out. And then just leave a little comment and um, review on the podcast because it all helps me out and lets me know that you guys are enjoying what I'm talking about. But that's another episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. Hope you're all having a fantastic day. As I said, this is the last thing I need to uh, do before I'm now going to enjoy my day. For me, as I said, girls, uh, I've got, what have I got, three? I've got about six hours to myself uh, now, so I'm going to take a nice long walk. I'm going to go and get a massage after that nice long walk. I'm going to eat some donuts after that nice long walk. I'm then going to come home. I'm going to watch a movie and that's going to be my day by myself. And then I'm going to spend the rest of the weekend with my girls. And so whatever you're doing, guys, as I always say, I hope you're doing what you love with the people that you love. I love you all. Thank you for joining me again on the show. And I will talk to you next week. Love you lots. Bye.